Sharika Matthews, and you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in the right place. Hi there, ladies, and welcome back to Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert, and I am on a mission to show women how to stop attracting, creating, and settling for mundane relationships, but instead create deep, passionate, soul-stirring, orgasmic relationships. And today, I want to continue our conversation on where do you start when creating an orgasmic relationship for yourself. Now, this doesn't matter if you're single and still looking. It doesn't matter if you're already in a relationship. It doesn't even matter if you've been married twice before and it didn't work out. We all have to start in the same place. And that place is our belief system. What stops many women from having the love and relationship that they truly want is that they have allowed the negative experience that they have had, or maybe it's a negative experience from their mother or their grandmother or their best friend or some other woman in their life that is close to them or maybe not even close to them. We allow other people's experiences and our past experiences to shape what we believe is true and shape what we believe is going to be possible for us. For example, have you ever been told by your mom or your grandmother to always have a fuck you account? It's a secret account you have separate from your husband or your partner. So that in the event that he starts talking to you crazy or he manages to land his his private parts into another woman's private parts, then you can pack up, take your baby somewhere safe without a second thought of staying or returning to him because you feel as if you have to. On the surface, that's really good advice, right? You don't ever want to be fully dependent on another human being, only to be left out in the streets cold, hungry, and naked. How embarrassing would that be for you? But what, but what do you have to believe in order for you to go to Google, type in bankofamerica.com, and open up a new checking account with a P.O. box as your address so that your significant other doesn't know anything about it? Think about that. What you have to believe is this. You have to believe that you can't trust men, let alone your partner. You have to believe that men would cheat on you or they will abuse you or that they would take advantage of you if you ever put yourself in a position where you were dependent on them. And you also have to believe that dependency in a relationship is bad. Now ask yourself, How do these beliefs support you in your quest for an orgasmic relationship? How do these beliefs support intimacy, growth, and communication with your partner? The answer, it doesn't. 
Because when you step back and take a look at this and look at the beliefs that you have to hold, all of these beliefs are actually going to sabotage you from having a healthy relationship, let alone an orgasmic relationship. So what does that mean? If you have an underlying belief that men can't be trusted, guess what? You'll never create the mental, emotional, even physical intimacy that you desire in a relationship. If you believe that men cannot be trusted, guess what? You're not going to be able to come into partnership and come into agreement with someone that you don't trust in order to do life together. This is, this is the recipe for having your relationship fall apart. If you, if you have an underlying belief that men will cheat on you, and this is something that even I was taught growing up, that all men would cheat on you at least once, and all men would hit you at least once. That was a belief that was passed on to me by some well-meaning women. But take a look at what led those women to that belief. These women were from the older generation where they had no choice and no options but to be dependent. They, did, they had limited access to education. Women only were able here recently, and I think it was like the 1960s, 1970s, were actually able to have a bank account in their own name without the husband's name on it. These women were in relationships where men were not taught to be emotionally intimate or even emotionally sensitive to women in order to create a healthy relationship. Oftentimes, those types of relationships were a mean to an end and not a way to build closeness and community and a legacy that they would be proud of. And so oftentimes the things that we were taught by our mothers and grandmothers and aunts were well-meaning things, but come from a generation and a time that may not apply to number one, the woman that you are today or the woman that you are becoming tomorrow. And so when we, we want to take a step back for us as women in today's day and age to look at what is going to be beneficial to us in creating that orgasmic relationship. Because when you have these beliefs that were taught to you, or even beliefs that came from your own experience of a bad breakup, your own experience of someone cheating on you, or, or your own experience of someone trying to take advantage of you, when they began to form those beliefs in your spirit, you have to ask yourself, how do those beliefs align or match with what you truly desire with your life? Because when your desires don't match your beliefs, what do you end up with? You end up with mess, chaos, and confusion. You're trying to manifest love, but you don't believe that you can trust men, let alone meet a man who has the capacity to love you. So when you show up in life, you may meet a good man and you're not able to receive the love that he has to give because you don't believe that he has the capacity to give it. 
Or you may meet a man and because you don't believe that men have the capacity to love you the right way, you accept the type of love that he's giving you because it's, it aligns with your belief. This love that this man is giving you is not the love that you need, the love that you desire, but it aligns with your belief system. So you you accept him into your life and now you're living out the belief that you have that men cannot love you correctly. You may want a you may want to create a a relationship that feels more like a partnership, but you believe that any form of dependency is foolish. And so when you don't want to have any type of dependency in your relationship because you believe that if you're dependent on a man, he's going to take advantage of you, then that puts a a brick wall between you and your husband. That creates a brick wall between you and your partner. And and I know this may this may sound surprising when I say this, but in some aspects of it, relationships are similar to some business relationships in the sense of there has to be some type of dependency in a partner, meaning that you, he needs to have something that you don't have and you have something that he doesn't have so that there is an interdependency on each other to come into agreement and create the outcome that you both desire. Now, that agreement may just be a committed long-term relationship where you feel safe, where you feel loved, and where you feel valued. That agreement may be to come together in relationship and bring into this world children so that you may have a physical legacy left behind. That agreement may be coming together and putting your finances together so that you can buy the block, so that you can travel the world so that you can do all the things that your parents and your grandparents weren't able to do. But if you have this belief system that, oh, um, dependency on a man is foolish, guess what? You may meet a man one day and he wants to buy you the world. He has the financial stability and the financial overflow to to get you the things that you want to have, to invest in your business, to to buy the house that you desire, to help finance the, the dreams of your the, the dreams that you desire, but you run away from it because oh my God, he wants to buy me. Oh my God, he wants he thinks that I'm just a cheap, you know what? And he could just throw money my way and I'm just gonna fall in love with him, we began to find all the excuses, all the reasons to not accept what we really want because our beliefs are in conflict to what we say our heart desires. You want a, you may even be that person who wants that type of relationship that ends in your happily ever after with that type of love that lasts 20, 30, or 40, 40 years but you believe that every man's out here to cheat on you, every man's gonna screw you over. Like, do you really see now how much of your deep seated unconscious beliefs sets the direction of your life? Think about that for a second. And if you don't know what your unconscious beliefs are, I want you to take a minute and think about your interactions with the opposite sex. 
What comes up with you? What is the recurring theme when you interact with men in your life, whether it's your husband, whether it's your partner, or, or maybe it's just a male friend? You know, do you have, do you always feel as if you have to, let's see. So one thing that I used to struggle with, I used to feel as if I used to always have to shrink back when I was in front of men because I used to have this deep-seated belief that men's ego was too fragile. And if I showed up in life in a big way, it would bruise their ego and cause harm to them. That's what I mean by deep-seated unconscious belief. I did not recognize I had this unconscious belief until I saw this pattern in my life that every time I got into a relationship with a man, I began to shrink back because I didn't want to cause any emotional harm to his ego or to his pride because his ego and his pride was very important to him. Not in a way that will cause harm to me, but he needed that to be the best version of himself. So I was willing to sacrifice who I am to dim my light, to water myself down so that my partner could be his best version. Deep-seated unconscious beliefs that affect the direction of your life. I want you to think about that. And then think about it this way. Your brain is the main processing unit of your life. We're talking computers here, right? You have your CPU unit, your central processing unit, and that is really your brain. And everything that you believe is embedded or programmed in your brain. And you could think about this as the fuel, the fuel source for your brain. It is what your brain uses to function on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis. It's the fuel for your brain. So what does your brain produce? Your brain produces thoughts, and those thoughts create your attitude. And that attitude leads to your words that manifest the actions that are in alignment with your belief. Let me repeat that. Your brain produces your thoughts. Your thoughts create your attitude. Your attitude leads to the words that come out of your mouth that manifest the actions that are in alignment with your beliefs. Let that marinate for a second. So in other words, if you want to manifest an orgasmic relationship now or in the future, you have to take care of what's in your head, which is your beliefs. It's truly very simple, but it requires daily intention, daily practice, and daily patience. You have to choose to believe in something different. Then ask God to give you the experience to validate that your new belief. It could be an experience that happens to you or an experience that happens to someone around you or maybe even someone you don't even know. Like everyone is so is so um, inspired by Sierra's prayer for Russell Wilson. And that's what I mean. The experience that you need in order to change your belief can happen directly to you or it can happen for someone around you. And so once you believe that that orgasmic relationship exists, 
Now you have to take your beliefs deeper and start believing that this type of relationship is available to you. And this is probably one of the most challenging steps in changing your beliefs in the sense of it's easy to believe for other people. It's easy to see it happening for others and think, oh, you know, they're really blessed. They're really favored. They're really lucky that, you know, they're they're super beautiful. So that's why they have this or they're super rich. So that's why they have this relationship. But I'm just a normal woman. I'm just a normal person. So it may not truly be available for me. And so what you want to do is is shift your beliefs in knowing that it is available for you because everything that exists out here in this world is available for you to have only if you desire it and believe that it can happen for you. Because let's go back to the formula I said earlier. Your belief system is what fuels your brain. Ultimately, it's your brain that that dictates your actions, that gives you the outcomes of your life. So if you want to experience a different outcome in your life, if you want to experience more men whom you can trust, if you want to experience more, more intimacy in your relationship, if you want to experience more orgasms in your relationship, then you want to start with your belief system. And this could be as simple as choosing to believe something different. Because when you believe something different, your your brain is not going to say, okay, I believe that roses smell good. Because I believe that, sm- that roses smell good, when I see a rose, I'm going to stop and smell the roses. Why? Because I believe the roses smell good. And then when I actually um, see the rose and I smell the rose, it confirms that roses smell good. And so now I have the experience, firsthand experience in my life to validate the belief that I've been holding on to. You see, sometimes we um, we get so caught up in wanting to have the experience first before we believe. But oftentimes you may have to have the belief first in order to have the experience to validate your belief. So if you want to believe that that an orgasmic relationship is available for you, whether you're single or whether you're already married, you simply have to choose that belief and say to yourself, you know what? I can have an orgasmic relationship. An orgasmic relationship is absolutely possible for me. And I'm going to hold on to that belief and and I'm going to experience this in my life sooner sooner or later. And when you begin to reprogram your brain and, and feed your brain, more information to solidify that belief, your brain is going to eventually lead you to that man or lead you to that action that's going to result in you experiencing an orgasmic relationship. So one of the exercises I want you to do in your time is is an exercise that, that can help you with reprogramming your brain. So first off, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Number one, what would you feel like if you were experiencing an orgasmic relationship right now? What would it feel like for you? What feelings does that evoke? Does that feel like satisfaction? Does that feel like butterflies in your stomach? 
does that feel like joy that just comes up from your toes and explodes out of your top of your head? Does it feel like a burst of power that starts in your gut and explodes out of you? What would it feel like for you if you had the type of relationship you truly desire? What do you imagine it would feel like? Number two, what would your out or how would your outlook on the world and on your future change if you had an orgasmic relationship right now? What would you believe about yourself if you were in the relationship that you truly wanted? What would you believe about men? What would you believe about marriage? What would you believe about intimacy and trust and longevity and commitment? How would your outlook on the world and on your future change if you were experiencing an orgasmic relationship right now? Number three, how would you speak to the men in your life if you were in an orgasmic relationship? Because again, when you're in that orgasmic relationship, your beliefs about men begin to change. So if your beliefs about men begin to change, how would your communication with men begin to change? If you're single, would you flirt more? If you're in a relationship, would you speak with more respect and more and more excitement if you were in an orgasmic relationship? How would your communication with the men in your life change? And then number four, what would you say to another woman who was feeling discouraged about love and dating if you were experiencing an orgasmic relationship? What would you say to another woman or even maybe your younger self when you were feeling discouraged about love and dating if you were now experiencing an orgasmic relationship? What would you tell your daughter? What would you teach your daughter about having an orgasmic relationship and the possibility and the reality of orgasmic relationships. So now I want you to close your eyes. Don't do this if you're driving, but get to a quiet space, get comfortable and close your eyes and imagine yourself embodying these answers. And I want you to do this exercise every day and watch how people places, and events start to align with you to confirm what you're seeing and what you're experiencing in your mind's eye. And if you begin to doubt this process, I want you to remember this powerful statement. If a woman holds the power to create life, she also holds the power to create the life and the love that she desires, even an orgasmic relationship. Thank you so much for joining me here for another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. I invite you to stay connected with me throughout the week as you wait for the next episode of the podcast to drop. You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Sharika A. Matthews and on my website, SharikaAMatthews.com. I look forward to seeing you back here next week.